We're going. Welcome to Feeling Snacky, episode four with Reb and Rach. Woo! Episode four. Episode four. This week we're going to be talking about what we like to call big snacks, but they are also commonly known as food. Food. Meals. We're just going to talk about food, food, because honestly, we couldn't really think of anything else to talk about. You know, (laughs) if we're going to be real. If we're going to be real. It's been kind of a a tough week. It has I'm trying to nail down a time to to record this. To record a podcast. podcast. But we're here. Yeah. And we're going to be talking about food, which is really at our core what we're about. At our soft, gooey center. Oh, yeah. I like to think I got a little bit of a crunchy center. Mm. Maybe some some peanuts. I get that. I I like some of those crispy things that are in crunch bars that you get Halloween. Rice. I think it's like rice crispy. Oh, yeah. I guess it is. So we're going to start with our snack of the week, as we always do. Rachel, why don't you tell us what your snack of the week is? Um, So I've kind of alluded to this um, snack in the past. If I were to compare it to a marriage, Mm. I would say that this snack is my wife. Okay. And all the other snacks are just mistresses. Um, because, because really, when I want a snack, the first thing I'll go for is a bag of Cape Cod potato chips. It's true. I've witnessed it on many occasions. Specifically, salt and vinegar. I was going to say sour cream and vinegar for a second, and that's simply not correct. <laughs> sour cream and vinegar, my favorite sauce. Why don't you give us a little crunch? Y'all ain't ready for this shit. So that's what Rachel's Snack of the Week sounds like. Yeah. Um, Cape Cod potato chips came into my life in college. Me as well. I would go to the kangaroo station um, on my college's campus and buy a big old bag of Cape Cod potato chips. They didn't really have them in Maryland where I grew up. It was mostly like Utz's kettle cooked potato chips Mm. or some other like random store brand that my parents would buy. What's up with that? Um, (laughs) Yes. Yes. I, I, I got it. When I moved to Massachusetts, I just assumed they were a Massachusetts thing because they say Cape Cod. Yeah, I don't... And I hadn't heard of them before. Right, and they're made in Cape Cod. They Are have, they now? They have a little map of the factory and, like, where to find it, so you can go and take a tour. Ooh! <gasps> we should do that. We should take a field trip. A podcast field trip to the Cape Cod factory. Yeah, and we oh, can talk about great. how... We're snacky lads, and our whole brand is about snacks, and Cape Cods are one of our favorites. A pillar of that. Truly. Um, but yeah, I've always been a potato chip kid. Wow. Guys, I think we're struggling a little bit today. We're in a different location. We're not in the pod loft today, because uh, the pod loft is an attic, and you can hear the rain outside falling on the roof. Which is nice if we were truly an ASMR podcast. All right, so my snack of the week. Tell me. Uh, I didn't do a ton of snacking this week because I did a lot of big snacks. Mm. Uh, so I had pizza three separate times this week. I think they were three days in a row. In the past seven days, I had pizza three of them. Yeah. And so that's my snack of the week. It was so good. I, I got. Where'd off, you get them from? Yeah, the first one. Shout them out. Over. Pinos. I got um, two slices of Sicilian cheese pizza from. Little square boys. From, from Pinos Pizza. Yeah. In Brighton. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was really good. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, then the next day, I went to Blaze, mm. and I got a pizza that had just way too much garlic on it. It was delicious, but I smelled and felt like garlic for the remaining, the and rest you know, of the day and the next day. Just. I love the roasted garlic topping at Blaze, and you know I'm always going to go for it. 
And then I always suffer the consequences in that, like, I just perspire garlic. Just constantly, like, anything that is coming out of my body in any sort of way. Yeah. It smells like garlic. Yeah. Even my thoughts. So anyway. Um, and then I had pizza again. Oh, I went to Flying Saucer in Salem, Massachusetts. Yes. Uh, Rachel and I took a little day trip to Salem. She had never been before. I oh, used yeah. to live there and work there. So it was fun to show her around. Salem is beautiful and so much fun. Mm-hmm. And we had some really good flying saucer pizza. They had meatballs on them. Yeah, I had the Mars Attacks pizza. Yeah. And Rachel had the vegan Mars Attack. Okay, so let me just rant about this pizza for a second. Rebs heard this and she was there. She I was saw there. I saw the whole thing. She saw the travesty. So I got the vegan Mars Attacks. Or let's say I think it was vegetarian, vegetarian. Mars Attacks. I had to pay extra to get vegan cheese on it because I'm a vegan lady. And then I had to It was like $4 pay extra, extra for the gluten-free for crust. For gluten-free crust because gluten's not my best bud either. Um, her pizza, her gluten-free pizza, which she had to pay extra for, was roughly 40% smaller than my regular one. It was so small. It was and so And it was small. like easily $4 more expensive. I think it was even more. I should have just gone for the regular crust and just suffered the rest of the day. Because it would have been so much more worth it. Because they totally gutted you. And, like, I, I asked him, like, what's the gluten-free crust like? And he was describing it to me. And, you know, I haven't found, like, a really good gluten-free crust that I'm just like, yes, this is the texture of crust that I want. Mm-hmm. And I guess it's because it, it's the gluten. If you've watched a Bon Appetit making you know sourdough video, you know what gluten does for bread. And Everything. this is what we have to live with. So, so that's it. But pizza. I don't. I don't mean to uh, to sully the the snack of the week for for Reb though. Well, my snack of the week was not gluten free pizza, so you're not sullying my snack. You're right. You're it right. was just your snack that I that you had at the same time as my yeah. snack. Which yeah. Which anyway, that was my snack of the week. Big snack. Big snack. So while we were in Salem, after we went to Flying Saucer in Salem to have this pizza, um, one of our big snacks for the week, we throw back to our first episode. Friendship. We got to see. The friendship. Yep, docked in Salem. The friendship of Salem. Our beautiful little floating shadow. frigate. Yeah, our floating frigate. We saw her. She was beautiful. She didn't have her mast up. up no. So um, she wasn't as, sailing that day. She wasn't as grand as she might appear in some But photos. she was still so cute and um, and we got to see it. And like, we and we got to see it. We uh we were so surprised of course when we found out that it was just at the road in Salem mm-hmm. and we're so happy that we got to see it. We'll post pictures on Instagram. Do we want to get into our big discussion? Big snacks. Alright, so we're gonna start this off by Rachel, what's your favorite What's just your number one favorite food right now at this point in your life? Wow. This could be anything. Sweet, savory, big snack, little snack, etc., etc. Just one food, not a meal. One One item. particular item. That um, is your favorite food. Wow. If we're not talking about all time. Yeah, we're talking right about now, right now. I would say roasted sweet potatoes. Okay. Um, because I just find that it's such like a complex potato flavor. Mm-hmm. I know that that might seem like an oxymoron, 
But <laughs> no. um, I just love roasting a bunch of sweet potatoes and then I add them to every other meal mm-hmm. that I make that week. Like if I have some pasta and stuff, I'll just put some some sweet potatoes in there. If I have a salad with like rice and toasty nuts, oh, amazing. I'll just throw some roasted sweet potatoes on there. I went to Sweet Green the other day while mm-hmm. I was at work. And I added that roasted sweet potato topping on there because it just brings such like robustness to whatever you're eating. And, and it makes whatever it is feel more hearty. Absolutely. And, and like it's like filling. a really great time of year for sweet potatoes and other such fall vegetables. And like it's my favorite color, orange. So Wow, I didn't know that. Um, I love doing like a savory sweet potato where I'll do salt, pepper, garlic, Maybe a little chili powder, maybe a little paprika. I also love doing like a bit of a sweet seasoning mm-hmm. on the sweet potato. Get some cinnamon in where there. Where I'll do like cinnamon, maybe, maybe a little nutmeg. Sugar. And actually, I'll do paprika on that one too. It's, I love paprika. One of my favorite tiny, tiny snacks, aka spices. AKA seasoning. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. What about you right now? Right now, it's funny because it's extremely similar to yours, Mm. but it's not the same thing. Mine is home fries. Oh, yeah. We've talked about this. We have. I make, in my opinion, the best home fries. I can attest. I've only made them once for Rachel. They weren't my 100% top of my game level, but you could see where I was going with them. Oh, absolutely. They were just too salty. I got a new kind of salt that time. I didn't realize it was a lot saltier than the other salts I had been using, so I over-salted. But not all salts are created equal. I've recently learned that. Yeah, we learned that the hard way with my home fries. Anyway, so my favorite big snack right now, and and it has been for a long time. I love hash browns. I love home fries. I love any sort of like, oh man. Crispy, crunchy. Crispy, crunchy potato. Yeah. I get the fuck away from me with your red potatoes. I do not want them. Whoa. Don't like them. Don't even Shots care to fired. know. I don't. I don't not. I don't like red potatoes. Interesting. Not at all. So okay. Well, I won't bring them to Friendsgiving anymore then. Thank you. Please don't. Get the <laughs> fuck away from my house. No, just kidding. Uh, I love a good golden Yukon. I like a russet. Oh, yeah. My favorite are the golden, uh, but russets are a close second. Yeah. Also, something I wanted to share was I had never heard the word home fries before I moved to the East Coast. I had, yeah, I they'd only been called hash browns. Um, but hash browns are like a very different thing well, to Well, I me. know that now. Because they're the shreddy boys. Yeah, but we would just call any sort of like fried potatoes. Savory breakfast boy. Savory breakfast potato. Uh-huh. Hash browns. Interesting. Yeah. Home, Home fries. fries are so much better than hash browns. Like, I'm just going to say it right there. Oh, I mean, I fully agree. Yeah. But one thing hash browns does have going is how crispy they can get because yeah. of the smaller pieces. Oh, yeah. I, think I love a good crispy hash brown. Yeah. I had hash browns recently. I went, I did hash browns instead of home fries. Whoa. It was a big decision for me, but it was at this diner I go to a lot. So I know what their home fries taste like. They're very good, but I wanted to try their hash browns. You gotta browns. branch out a little bit. It was or... worth it. They were really good. It was a nice way to mix things up. Mm-hmm. But still, you know, not straight too far from the course. Right. All right, Rachel. So I'm going to ask you to close your eyes. And I want you to picture yourself in a very cozy room. And you can have any food, any meal with any components that you want. Mm. What is that? What is your build your ideal meal for, for me and for the listeners of this podcast? Okay. 
Just really take us through it. If you need to change the scene to fit your meal, Mm. by all means, please do. Okay, so I would say I'm in more comfortable pants. Mm -hmm. And I would say I have a bit of a blanket and maybe... Just a bit of a blanket. A bit of a blanket. Like, not... Because I'm not too cold right now. But I would say I have a blanket with me. And I look down and I'm holding, like, a beautiful bowl Mm. of... I want to say similar to, like, a risotto-type um rice Mm -hmm. element in there so maybe it's like mixed wild rice um something like that with toasty almonds in there somewhere Mm -hmm. on a bed of like spring mix greens and i've got some sweet potatoes some roasted sweet potatoes obviously gotta call it out i've got some Maybe like some perfectly crispy fried tofu. Okay. On there. Not like the soggy, like None breaded, soggy spongy yeah. fried tofu, but like still a little bit of moisture in there, but like a nice crispy outside mm-hmm. with like a teriyaki soy sauce, soy sauce type marinade. And then I think I would put some avocado on there, mm-hmm. some black sesame seeds, mm-hmm. and like. Maybe a little bit of olive oil, some roasted garlic in there. I think that would be it, honestly. Maybe like some asparagus mm-hmm. in addition, or some crispy roasted Brussels sprouts with like balsamic vinegar and like Dijon mustard. Oh. And then I think I would do like a peanut sauce. You're such a fancy lad. You know, this is my ideal meal here. I love you gotta it. get fancy. I, love it. Yeah. I just love roasty vegetables in general Mm -hmm. and I feel like to break it down I prefer toast to just bread you have to have that Maillard reaction that just like levels up the flavor Mm -hmm. um so anything that's like roasty and toasty like I'm down what about you set the culinary scene for me all right so this is gonna be like a nostalgia trip for me go for it from me to you so it's raining really hard outside. Mm. It's mid-fall. It's pretty chilly. Come home from a long day, and it's nice and warm inside. And I can smell food in the oven. Ugh. And it's this dish that my mom used to make all the time. Um, it's called Chicken Sauterne, and it's from this church recipe book that she's had my whole life. Mm. And it's this saucy, baked chicken in this cheesy sauce that has wine in it and so it's just these cheese and wine chicken and smooth creamy flavors and we eat it with just a ton of rice so you get a scoop of rice on your plate and then you get a scoop of the sauce on top of the rice oh yeah and then you have the chicken on the side whoa and i always go for some soy sauce on top of the saucy rice Mm. makes it a little more salty just a little bit more savory get that big you that big you totally um with like a side of honestly steamed broccoli oh so good yeah i I ate a lot of steamed vegetables as a child and broccoli was one of my faves oh yeah Coming in from the cold with that in the oven, sitting at the table, drinking a big glass of milk, and eating this just like deep comfort food of mine. Wow. That's my ideal meal. That's incredible. Okay, so it's interesting 
because the meal that I described was very much a meal that I would make for myself mm-hmm. now as a vegan and genuinely like generally gluten-free lady because mm-hmm. that's sort of where my journey has ended up now and that's the food that I like to cook for myself but if I were to go the more nostalgic route like mm-hmm. home-cooked meal thing it would not be like either of those things it would not be vegan not be gluten-free well, go what for would that be? I would probably go for either um chicken parm or Ooh. eggplant parm oh I love eggplant parm eggplant parm is one of my favorite foods of all time and I've made uh vegan versions before like I kind of take this recipe that my mom has been trying to perfect over the past couple years and sort of flipped it to make it vegan but another one of those nostalgic meals for me would be pot roast because Mm -hmm. I just remember coming home from field hockey practice I would go to field hockey practice across the street at this school that I lived across from and I would uh, walk across the street back to my house afterwards. I was all sweaty, covered in grass and it was like the weather was just starting to change so it's a little chilly but like you're still like hot and sweaty Mm -hmm. and, and just feeling like you had a really good practice but then coming home to a plate that's covered in tinfoil on the dinner table. Mm -hmm. Maybe my mom has some cornbread on the side, so Mm -hmm. I heat that up and put some butter on it. And then, like, I make, like, a little tiny sandwich with the the roast beef and the, um... And the cornbread. And the cornbread. And then there's, obviously, potatoes. Obviously. uh, Like, really sweet onions that have been in the pot all day, and they've Mm -hmm. just gotten so sweet. And there's carrots, there's potatoes, there's roast, roast beef... So, like, that's, like, a comforting sort of nostalgic But nothing you would thing. eat right now. I, I wouldn't eat that. And it's interesting how I kind of have to make my own comfort food now mm-hmm. and, like, make those sensory memories regarding the food that I eat now, which is not animals, not dairy, you know. Good stuff. I feel like I'm on a journey. I loved it. I, I felt like I was there with you. I had <sighs> extremely similar experiences coming home from softball practice. Yeah. Feeling like chilly because it's in the spring. Mm-hmm. And yeah. But like sweaty and like. But like in like a, I just had such a great day with my friends playing mm-hmm. sports. Yeah. I come home. The house smells so good. There's a pot roast. There's a lot of rice and some steamed broccoli. Very very. Recurring theme in my home. Staples. Rice and broccoli. Rice and broccoli or asparagus. Mm. Broccoli Mm -hmm. and asparagus are like the Cruciferous vegetables. Very important, people. Yeah. Good stuff. Mm. Yeah, so that's that's mine and Rachel's ideal meals. What is your favorite dessert? Wow. I could go first if if you want. Yeah. I need to think about it. Yeah. So I'm not not a huge dessert fan. Uh, I didn't eat dessert in my house growing up. We didn't like... All right, we had dinner. Now here's dessert that's prepared. I don't know if some people did that. Um, But I definitely go down the road of like, if I'm really enjoying the dinner I'm eating, I am not saving room for dessert. I will just eat more of this instead of saving room for something sweet. Word. Not a big fan of most desserts. I hate cake. Cupcakes, get out of here. Pie. I like pecan pie. I've had a couple of chocolate pies that I really enjoyed. Hot takes on but uh, honestly, other than dessert. that, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't. Yeah, I just I always prefer to eat more dinner. Do you? 
Yeah. But my favorite dessert would be ice cream. I do love ice cream. Um, I'm drinking some tea right now and there was no milk in my house and I wanted some so I put a little scoop of ice cream in it. It's like some black tea with a scoop of some salted caramel. Oh my god. Almond ice cream. It's, <laughs> it's a really, tea it's pretty float. Good. It's pretty good, honestly. Tea affogato. Affogati. Avogati. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. A concept. So what about you? What's your favorite dessert? Um, so I would probably say ice cream as well. Ooh. I think I would go either um chocolate ice cream or just like straight up chocolate chocolate ice cream or i'm a big fan if we're going nostalgic again i am a big fan of neapolitan ice cream i was a very picky eater for a long time interesting um so you ate a lot of neapolitan ice cream no i would just take the chocolate out of the neapolitan ice cream um but then i learned why neapolitan is what it is it's not just so people can pick their favorite flavors out of neapolitan ice cream it's supposed to it's supposed to go together and i really yeah. really enjoyed um with just like a scoop right down the middle oh, of all yeah. three of those flavors that's really good um, i didn't even say my favorite kind of ice cream go for it my all-time go-to favorite is rocky road which is mm. chocolate ice cream with little marshmallows and I like it with toasted almonds. Um, oh. It's my favorite. I love chocolate ice cream. It, t- it tends to not be as sweet as other flavors, which I am always down for. Mm. The marshmallows are inconsequential to me. You can't really taste them anyway. There's mm-hmm. just a little bit of a different texture, which I enjoy. We there's, never, not, there's not usually too many of them in there. We never really had um, Rocky Road in the house. It was a lot of Neapolitan, a lot of rainbow sherbet. Sherbet. Um, that's how you say it. Sherbet. It's Sherbert. It's not. It's like you are Ernie and you're like Sherbert. It's really, it's really not. There's only one R in that word, Sherbet. Well, you also say paprika, so. I didn't add any letters to the (laughs) word paprika, Rab. So anyway, I love Rocky Road. We would have my, my dad's friend who lived out of town when he was doing work in our, in our town, he would stay with us Mm. and he would get old, terrible movies and like six things of ice cream and we would watch them and then we would have ice cream for weeks after he left because he would buy us so much Word. we could get whatever flavor we wanted we really liked um moose tracks moose tracks was a big staple moose in my tracks household. is good the peanut butter cups in there really uh they really, really know what they're doing tickled my sweet tooth if you will i will not okay <laughs> fair <laughs> fair that's a boundary i uh, i respect that <laughs> thank you um so, Rachel touched on this a little bit when talking about Neapolitan ice cream, but yeah. I'm kind of interested in your relationship to food as a child and kind of how it shapes your relationship to food now. Mm-hmm. Um, Rachel mentioned that she was a picky eater as a oh, child, yeah. so I'd love to hear more about that. I was very much a very much like a needy eater, and I needed all of my Bread. Foods, foods to be... Um, like not touching? Not touching on okay. my plate. Sorry. <laughs> Space up. There. I was getting it through your hand motions. Thank you. So I wouldn't need all of my different food, dinner elements separate on my plate. They couldn't touch. Otherwise, like the juices of one thing could get into the other and it would not be good. Okay. Um, certain like textures freaked me out. That's why I didn't really like broccoli for a really long time. I didn't like corn for a really long time just because the texture. Interesting. Also like 
chopped green beans in a can not good that's gross it's not good um and god bless my parents like they just did what was easy for a lot of the time growing up you got to you got to i'm not gonna eat that shit though (laughs) um so i and i was also a big um I was also a big mac and cheese girl. So, like, if my parents weren't sure if I was going to eat, like, the main portion of dinner, they would just, like... Make you some mac and cheese. Make mac and cheese. And I would just have extra helpings of that and have enough to eat, whatever. Um, For... My parents still make fun of me and say that I couldn't tell meats apart. Like, I used to think that, like, turkey breast was pork or something like that. Interesting. I... it was I would just like take whatever they made. Yeah. I, I I was a little kid. I was learning. Yeah, they were. You Let were me learning. live. Gosh. Um, but um, I used to be so so picky. Um, that's so interesting. I I wasn't at all, mm. and and no one in my family was. We, mm-hmm. my parents were kind of like you eat what we give you, but and it wasn't like a battle. It was just like okay, like that was just how it was and even to this day there aren't really any foods I don't like besides celery I hate celery and red potatoes apparently oh and red potatoes but even that it's less than celery I don't like red potatoes I prefer every other kind of potato but I can still eat it Mm -hmm. like it's okay I just don't love it Mm -hmm. I would never choose it but celery I will not eat it right um celery's not great it's got like a weird weird taste it's bad this is a I do not support celery on this podcast yeah Um, get out of here take money out of big celery (laughs) anyway um I would I'm kind of the opposite of you as a child Mm. I mixed all my foods a a lot like I would just kind of have a big plate of like a mess of whatever but that's how I like to eat it and and I think it was also because of the kinds of foods I ate Mm. I ate a lot of burritos and enchiladas and like saucy foods like the one I already described I would Mm -hmm. just kind of mix everything together on my plate and put a lot of sour cream with like the burritos and enchiladas situation yeah and like that's how I eat stuff now I feel like because I make foods that kind of go together or I just make a lot of different foods that I like and I just eat them together yeah you make some rice and then you can have anything else and just exactly so I I kind of do that now yeah that's how I've always eaten it was just, like, a weird texture thing sometimes mm-hmm. for me. Like, I didn't like finding big pieces of tomato in my spaghetti sauce. Like, that kind of stuff. And I, um... Do you want... Enjoy the sounds of my housemate Luke playing the viola in the background. Oh, yeah. I think you're going to be able to hear that. Yeah. It's and beautiful. Le- Luke, you're an inspiration to me to practice. Oh, uh, he's he's a better musician than the both of us, honestly. Honestly. Uh, go, so Luke. go Luke. We're anyway. enjoying your viola stylings Truly. while we're working on this. But um, it was so weird. I didn't like authentic maple syrup. I would, like, only eat Aunt Jemima. Like, one time my mom bought, like, Log Cabin or something like that, which is another, like, artificial, Mm -hmm. like, just sugary corn syrup, whatever, pancake syrup, but I wouldn't eat it. Like, I needed to have Aunt Jemima light. Like, that's... Rachel, I didn't even know there was a thing, like, a difference between, like, fake maple syrup and real maple syrup until college when I moved to the East Coast. Yeah, I don't think... It just really wasn't a thing. Because Massachusetts was so close to Vermont, which is, like, the place for maple syrup. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I just, like, tiny things like that, and I kind of... 
Um, my family would like kind of tease me about it and whatever. And I eventually got better, um, about just like trying stuff and, you know, um, whatever, being a better eater. And now that like, I've been cooking for myself for like a number of years, I just eat, eat stuff. You gotta eat. You gotta, I, I definitely say, I would definitely say that I eat to live more. Um, than I used to. I would only eat, like, I, I know that eating things that might not taste the best, like, it's fine. That have, like, vegetable flavors, whatever, like, what? I don't know what I'm talking <laughs> about. Like, are you saying that you're more open to eating to sustain yourself now, knowing that, like, I'm getting some healthy vegetables? Oh, yeah. It's not my favorite flavor. Yes. yes. Gotcha. Then you were as a child. Yes, absolutely. I had no insight. It's also interesting how I remember like very distinctly like my sophomore year in college um eating something before going to bed and waking up the next day and feeling like oh I feel gross and that was kind of like and then after that I couldn't just eat whatever I wanted to yeah feel fine uh-huh. there was like a point where my body was like you can't keep doing this you gotta stop eating handfuls of goldfish in bed yeah and expecting to be okay in the morning right so I... that's definitely shaped the way that I eat also because I now know foods that if I eat them, they're going to make me feel gross. Whereas exactly. as a child, I could eat whatever I wanted and I didn't feel gross. Yeah. It's it's so weird. And, like, I definitely encountered that upon discovering that I'm lactose intolerant. Mm-hmm. So, like, mm-hmm. like, there's all of that. But just being more thoughtful about what you're eating and stuff was definitely has definitely been, like, a big part of growing up and, yeah. and stuff and realizing that. I feel like I've had an equal number of like alcohol hangovers Mm -hmm. and like junk food snack hangovers um, oh i've definitely had more junk food snack hangovers i mean me too probably um i just don't get hungover wow humble brag (laughs) humble brag flexing (laughs) on your weak your weak body oh my god (laughs) i've only Um, been hungover like once or twice maybe i've had a couple like very like light hangovers but most of the time my like oh I feel so gross and like dehydrated from salty food was because of like eating a whole bag of Cape Cod potato chips right before going to bed absolutely or going to a little thing I like to call cookout all my uh North Carolina college folks will know what I'm talking about but um uh cookout was a big late night thing and we'd go at like Midnight, and then I'd go home and just like pass out and wake up and feel terrible. Yep. So, um, some good stuff. Next, we're going to move on to our literal portion of the podcast where we talk about the word snacks. And Rachel is going to take that away from us. Take it away, Rach. Thanks, Reb. So, in this week's installment of Literally, we investigate the etymology of the word snack. Snack. We discovered that. The etymology of the word snack isn't that interesting. It just comes from the Middle English and Middle Dutch word snacken, which means to bite. Amazing. That was truly inspirational. And I feel like I really understand more about snacks now. It works. I think it's it's kind of a little bit of an onomatopoeia. Yeah. Snack. Like, <laughs> bite. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wait, let me see that chip. The one that we used to light the candle. snack precisely Mm. that's one toasty chip 
Um, do you want to talk about some songs? I would love to talk about some songs. What is your song of the week, Rachel? Um, so my song of the week um, is a song called The Box by Sammy Ray and the Friends. Yay! Um, so Sammy Ray is this really incredibly musician from Brooklyn, New York. And um, she and her band, she's a really incredible band leader, a really great vocalist. Mm-hmm. Um, the band is a lot of horns, very funky rhythm section, and just incredible musicianship all around. I got to see them in Boston a couple months ago, and it was just the most joyful experience of my life going to see a show and just feeling so ex- accepted and mm-hmm. and just like with your people warm and fuzzies all around and uh the song the box is sort of about you know um men and women and gender and sort of making space for each other and and uh good stuff and just communing in the same space uh aka a box uh, with, with other people and trying to learn from each other and it's it's so good and this is not the most groovy song by them Mm -hmm. but it has a really amazing message and it's just so beautiful to listen to it hits the the heart groove Mm. um not necessarily the booty groove but it's still it's still there great that's my song of the week the box by sammy ray and the friends link in the the description description. (laughs) uh so my song of the week is once again a pink floyd song I do love Pink Floyd. Booyah. Um, and this has been one of my fave Pink Floyd songs for a while, but I just recently watched a documentary about Pink Floyd, because I don't really know anything about them as a band. I just know the like handful of songs that I really like and listen to. Um, so this one is from Wish You Were Here, which is my favorite album, and it is Shine On You Crazy Diamond, parts one through five. It has a sick saxophone solo at the end, which is one of my favorite parts of any Pink Floyd song. Mm. And in this documentary that I was watching, I learned just a little bit more context for the album and what the band was going through and what some of the lines in the song means, because there's not very many words Mm -hmm. in the song. There's not very many lyrics. Um, So just kind of knowing the context for what the song was written about and who and what was going on in that person's life. Word. Gave me some really cool perspective that I now listen to the song in a different way and I really enjoy it even more than I did before. Musicology is important. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so highly recommend Shine On You Crazy Diamond parts one through five. Link in the description. Link in the description. Word. Yeah. Thanks for sharing, Ren. Of course. Um, So, uh... Rachel wanted to introduce this next part of the podcast, and we're calling it our High Five of the Week. Yeah, so um, in college, I was part of an organization that did something similar to this, um, and it's just basically an opportunity to give yourself sort of kudos for the week and also to give someone else kudos. Mm -hmm. Um, And I actually didn't think about what my high fives were going to be for this week, Oh, um, I can high-five myself right now. Yeah, so um, basically we just want to give ourselves and each other a nice high-five. You did good on this this week. I feel like I accomplished this this week, or maybe I didn't accomplish what I wanted to this week. 
But uh, I'm still here and I made some progress and I'm doing okay. So we're just going to celebrate ourselves and each other and our achievements this week. So Reb, give us some fives. All right. So my high five to myself is um, the tiny, tiny coffee shop that I'm working at. I'm a manager there. I'm relatively new at being a manager. Um, And it's just been going through a weird time. A lot of staff turnover. Mom and pop aren't doing great. <laughs> Mom and pop aren't doing great. Business is up, which is good, but experience of who is working there is down a lot. Quality of life in the work environment is down. low right now. Mm. Um, but I've kind of been taking this tumultuous time at work as an opportunity for some really important growth mm-hmm. as a manager and as a leader in this position. And I think I've been doing a good job at it. I've been taking some criticism that at times has been really hard to take, but has ultimately been so helpful for me in just learning how to communicate better with my coworkers, um, communicating what I need from them and how they can give it to me and how that contributes overall to our tiny, tiny coffee shop. Oh yeah. And it's been making my life a lot easier because I'm doing less of the work by myself and getting better at communicating to other people how to do it and yeah. what needs to be done. And it's just been making, it's just been making it a lot easier for myself. And I think the people I'm working with feel better about it because they understand what I what I'm asking of them. Oh yeah. In ways that they probably didn't before when I was not communicating quite as well. I still have so much to learn, but I have such good people around me, helping me to learn that gently, um, giving me the criticism that I need in order to improve. And I've been. Yeah, I've been implementing it and feeling so good about it. And I just wanted to give myself a little shout out for some some growth at work that I've been going through that that feels good. It feels really good. It feels like it's stretching me in healthy ways. And I'm growing as a person through this kind of tumultuous time, which is a really good way to feel about a tumultuous time because it doesn't oh, yeah. typically feel good. No. But I'm already starting to see some of the fruits of what I've been learning. Oh, so I love that. Reb just told me about a really successful shift that she led um, the other really day, good. and she just sounded so excited about it and so proud of how well it went. So I'm gonna piggyback off that and give you a high five for that, Aww. just for all of the all of the progress that you've been working on. And you know, I since I've worked there, um, I worked there so much longer than you have. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and I know how nutty it can be. Mm-hmm. So I totally feel for you and like validate all of the frustration and everything. I think you're handling it like a champ, like after receiving some criticism. Um, so nice work on the growth, Reb. High, High five. five. Yeah, buddy. Nice. Um, all right, so this has been episode four. Episode four. Feeling snacky. Numero quattro. Feeling snacky with our big snacks tonight. Heck yeah. Um, Thank you for tuning in. Yeah, man. You can uh, keep in touch with us um, on Instagram Mm -hmm. at snackylads. Um, You can email us, snackylads at gmail.com. You can listen to us at anchor.fm slash snackylads. We're on Spotify and a couple other platforms. We're still trying to figure this out, so if there's... Any ways that we can make it easier for y'all to get in touch with us or uh, listen to our podcast, listen to our episodes, anything you want us to talk about, anything, any way that you want to participate, keep 
giving us feedback, snack suggestions, poster suggestions them. for our pod loft, mm-hmm. um, excursions that you think we should go on, Ooh. maybe. Um, but yeah. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you deeply. Truly. All right. Have a great week. Bye. Bye.